my name is Elin Sjöbrandt. I uh, work full-time as a patient entrepreneur, mostly with projects related to uh, type 1 diabetes, but I'm also involved in uh, different kinds of improvement work that's been done here at the hospital where I live and uh, nationally. And uh, since last year, I'm a part of the program group for the Gothenburg event. My name is uh, Patrick Blomqvist and I work as a patient supporter in the region of Jönköping in the south of Sweden. I was, I'm from the beginning a diabetic and a kidney illness and I've been uh, a patient for dialysis for many years before I was transplanted in 2011. Uh, I've been working in the region since 2012 as a patient supporter, where I meet a lot of patients daily. I have a talk with them about their diseases and their life in general. And uh, I also work in the region with everything that involves patients. So therefore I, I got involved in the program group for Gothenburg as well. And uh, yeah, my life is full of patients. My name is Sarah Rigger and I'm an engineer by training and uh, a little over a decade ago I decided that I wanted to combine my patient experiences with my engineering uh, training and try to help myself and other li others living with chronic diseases. So I started uh, doing research in my own, starting with my own condition. I live with Parkinson's disease since over 35 years. And uh, I, I w now work at Uppsala University uh, as a patient researcher. And I have been to the Quality Forum a few times and I, I, I'm very happy to return for the Gothenburg Conference. Let's start off talking about patient voices and quality improvement. So Ellen, why is it important that quality improvement conversations include the voices of patients. A big part of the quality work that's being made <clears throat> aimed to improve the situation for the patient, like shorten the lines to give them faster care, make them feel more comfortable, make them uh, be a bigger part of their own treatment, uh, etc. And the ones who knows what would make them feel more comfortable, for instance, are those with lived experience, the patients. Uh, those are the experts on how it is to receive healthcare. Um, a patient is a professional experienced person, and when we do quality improvements, we need to bring all the expertise we have to the room. Therefore, uh, the voices of the patient and the voices of the healthcare professionals are equally important in quality improvement conversations. I uh, actually saw a name at the quality report the other day that I just loved. Um, it was work with us, not for us. And I think it's a per fit perfect also here. Like together we with learned and lived experience combined, we create the best quality uh, improvements. So I want to add to what Ellen was saying about the lived and learned experience, because when I started out in doing research, uh, it, it, it's after a while it dawned upon me that there is a big gap in research specifically between the lived and learned experience. Uh, and the lived experience is not as well 
documented and included in, in research, in any kind of research that, that you mentioned. And what really blew my mind was the fact that almost all research being done in self-care, specifically, is done without including an active voice of the lived experience into the research team or, or, or research being, being done. So, which means that we're not doing the research to cover all, all the aspects of, of, of living with, with chronic or long-term or any condition, really. So that's why I think this, this conference is so very important because it can really uh, change that. Quality improvement isn't a field where you have much patient representation, in my experience, compared to other types of conference. Do you think it's a more challenging area to bring patients to events? So I actually think it's it's a, a field that is well well suited for for including patients in the work because it's the methods are similar to the methods used when we as patients try to improve and, and monitor our own conditions. Uh, we use the PDSA cycle, the improvement cycles, and and similar methods. So I think the challenges are are on the side of the workflow more in the in the work being done that people are not used to asking the questions in the way that patients are 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 are, are included in a, in a in a constructive and, and it is it is changing though but there's work still to be to be done it feels like at this field things have been done the same way for a long time and like sarah said the questions need to be changed for the patients to answer them and and we need to like change how uh, we work a bit. So therefore, it might be a bigger change at this field, but it's absolutely possible. And I think we're so, like Sarah said, uh, it's it's already happening, and it could be happening even more. Let's talk a bit about what's actually going to happen in Gothenburg. It doesn't seem like three years, but it was three years, I think, since the Glasgow conference in 2019. That was the last face-to-face -face event. So, Patrick, how are patients actually going to be represented? Well, uh, we think we, we're going to try to have patients represented in every area of the conference. We really would like that to happen, to, to get it like a, a bigger movement uh, towards more patients, more work together, instead of working side by side, we're gonna do this together with the professionals. And uh, we're trying, uh, Elin and I, to get as many as possible into different areas of the conference. And of course, Sara is a big help in this too. And uh, we, we really need the professionals to see that the patients are there this time. We are there and, and we, we're going to make our voice heard so they understand that we have something to contribute to in the care and in the improvement, quality improvement in care also. So uh, we're trying to have them everywhere in the conference. And does that include on the stage giving talks as well as in the audience listening. Yeah, there are some 
patient representative in, in uh, different areas that are going to talk on stage. And uh, of course, we're going to try to have as many patients in the audience as possible. And we're going to have our pep square where patients can meet other patients and meet professionals that come by and talk. And uh, we're also going to have a, a little pod there that Sarah is going to manage. And uh, so I think it's going to be a, a very good event for the patients to come to. Yeah, I think uh, I think for the government event that we break a new record for um, how many seminars that's co-presented uh, with the patient. I think so. Uh, so that's really, really nice. And I know, I don't know how much uh, of that that is uh, published yet, but we will have some really great keynote uh, sessions that's definitely from patients with... Um, a patient perspective or care perspective. So that's really great for this event. What I've noticed at conferences is that you tend to have, you know, the patient experience presented. And so in mental health, what you tend to get is somebody who goes up onto the stage and shares their, you know, difficult life story. And often it's a very positive, you know, I fought against the odds and I recovered and here I am still alive, doing well. Um, and then everyone kind of gets emotional and then we move on to the actual science, you know, and it's not really an integrated part of the event. And it's really presenting a positive story rather than a necessarily a realistic story. Um, so how, how do you think we can do that, Sarah, where people can be represented authentically at the event? Yeah, you, you you bring up a very important challenge in this, and that's the challenge of presenting the perspe perspective of patients as an important aspect without making it tokenistic. And uh, that's a real challenge to to balance that, because it's at the same time that we we don't want to be Set, we don't want to be set out as something different, but we also want to be included and acknowledged and valued for the perspectives we bring to the to the table. So that's an ongoing discussion, I would say. But I think that one step in the right direction is exactly as Ellen says, that the, this will will with all, in all likelihood be the biggest numbers of patients, patients representatives, the patient perspective uh, at the, this conference ever, uh, and. Uh, uh, it's also important to see that that uh, uh, there are a mix of, of contributions, both in terms of co-presenters as well as I actually have been accepted to be a, a the the main presenter in a, in a submission I made for 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 the conference, which I think is is one step towards including it as a, as a, as a as a, a a a perspective in its own right, rather than something something different and something that to be. <laughs> to be uh, just looked upon rather than actually included. I think we in the program group needs to to reach out to the to the patient uh, associations to to find a broader view of patients that can come to the conference because they are the ordinary patients more than like us 
patient with a lot of lived experience and uh, we we really need to bring them into the conference people that don't have a chronic disease maybe just been in care a couple of times and get their perspective of what do they think and how do they feel about this becoming uh, to have the possibility to become more involved in their own care and so on so i think that's an important uh, part of it every conference is is a universe of its own and has its own culture and its own more or less open agenda or, or a set of rules to adhere to and not everybody are used to that and, and are comfortable with that so the conference also needs to change to accommodate if if the, if the conference wants to have more actual patients participating they also need to think in a, in a slightly different way and i think we're, we're, we're moving towards that with, with what we're doing for this time so let's talk a bit about patients included because i think patients included is you know a, an important initiative that started a few years ago and for people that haven't heard of it it's basically a um a group who try and advocate for patient voices to be heard at events but also more than that not just recommending that lived experience um is on the stage and in the audience but that actually people with lived experience are involved from the very beginning, at the planning stages and the organizing of the conference, delivering the conference, um, and that the conference itself is accessible to everyone. And obviously, at a lot of conferences, you have to learn a whole new language in order to engage with what happens. And that's certainly true of quality improvement. Do you think it's feasible, Ellen, that this quality improvement conference over the next few years could actually become a patients included event and be accessible to everyone. Um, yeah, I do. Um, I think steps have been taken over the last years to become a more uh, patient included event, but of course, it's a big change to make. And as we spoke about before, it's it's everything from how you just how you speak and how you ask the questions to reorganization, the whole planning uh, and everything. But we do take some great steps for the Gothenburg event. So I hope me and Patrick uh, now makes the start of a new era with persons with lived experience in every program group in the future. Um, I hope that. And so I feel like that's uh, a bit like our mission uh, for this event to create something that we cannot go back from. Um, So I'm positive that we can get there uh, in the future. It's absolutely... uh, I will, uh, maybe a, a way and a big way uh, to take, but um, I'm positive and I think we are making some great steps already this uh, year. And Patrick and Sarah, having been involved in organising and at previous events, what would you say are the biggest challenges to turning this kind of quality improvement conference into one that anyone on the planet would like, would be interested in coming along to? I think uh, the price for the conference is one big part that you need to to think about if you're going to bring in patients in 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 a big uh, many of them because it's quite expensive to go to this conference and I don't think all people with as 
our patients have can afford that really uh, so you you need to think in other ways to to raise the funds for the conferences i think and uh, i think that's a big part of it but of course you need to to make it feel comfortable for a patient to arrive uh, often you're uh, i've been in a couple of these conferences and i've been i feel like i'm a minority there because we haven't been as many patients so you you get a little shoved around you're going to go here you're going to do this you're going to come here and and we don't need that uh, we are people we can we can figure things out for ourselves but sometimes it it's like they need to to guide us all the time but that's not really needs to happen so i i agree completely with patrick's uh, thoughts on on how how this conference needs to change and this also goes with the way healthcare needs to change actually uh, because uh, uh, we know that we for over 20 years we've known that the the system, the ways of working, the legislation and the and the reimbursement models for healthcare are not the right ones for the needs we have in the population. The healthcare is still organized to offer acute care or care for for acute or or, or things that will that will pass. While we know that already now over fifty percent of the population uh, across the world have are living with one or more chronic conditions uh, and and the health the models healthcare currently use for 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 organizing themselves are not the right ones for that problem to solve and and that this this also includes the the way conferences are are, are run as well of course then because uh, uh, we need to change a lot of things within the the space of, of health and healthcare uh, so there are lots of things, and I think this will, some, will be something we will have to build together. In Sweden, we have a very strong movement started from legislation as well as practice as, uh, and research for towards integrated care in a more coherent way. award in Swedish. And uh, in that model, we also need to co-create the theories and, and methods for working for for with everybody involved, including patients and, and their family members and, and patient representatives, so it goes across the board of everything we have to do in this space uh, over the next well decade or so. So let's think into the future. Let's say in ten years' time, we've been doing this more and more at this conference. How would this conference be different? How would a patients included quality forum be different? So one thing, one thing we we will be starting with first time uh, the next this upcoming year is a, a patient choice award. So uh, among the presentations that are uh, co-produced, co-presented with, with with patients, we will we will have them all uh, judged, rated, and graded by by a jury of of patients or patient representatives, uh, and and then we will have announcement of 
of the first winner of the Patient's Choice Award at the closing ceremony. So what, what uh, we will look at different aspects. We will look at it content-wise. What, 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 what content does this session have? That, what does it add to patients? Um, and how have they included the patient perspective? We will look at the format. Are they using difficult language or can anybody sort of understand what they're talking about? How are they inclusive to the patient, the co-presenter? How, how are they interacting with the, with the audience, et cetera, et cetera? And then we have sort of the, the uh, more of a, of a free, a free category, which is the wow factor. Does this session wow the, the judges? So that's something we're really, really looking forward to and, and that we will, we, will, we will be expecting to develop further over the coming years. Maybe when every session at the conference like fits in to the criteria for the uh, Patients' Choice Award, maybe then, maybe then we have a patient-included conference when every session, where we can fit in every session to those uh, criteria. That's a very good, that's a hope. That's our hope for the future. That's a great idea, Ellen. In 10 years, I hope that half of the people that are planning this conference from the beginning are patients. Because if we don't have them already there, it ain't going to be a good conference for patients if we don't have them from the start in the planning because they want they know what other patients want to see and to hear and to to be able to do in a conference what you often hear from people at conferences is that the the networking and the coffee time is better than the talks. That's why I go to a face-to-face -face conference, people say, because I want to network and meet with my peers and be inspired and take that energy away and do my job with that. But for me, what that is telling you is that actually the whole model of conferences, experts standing on the stage and talking to an audience and then being asked a question is wrong and, and out of date. And actually the the newer models that we have for conferences, which are more around discussions and bringing the right people in and having more power balance are actually much more likely to inspire people and teach people and give us a space where we can share and learn from each other. And I guess that's what patients included events tend to be. They're more like workshops than a teaching session with an expert on the stage. Um, what, what's your thoughts about the format that the conference should take in future? So I, I think you raise a great point, Andre. And, and there are, of course, new models for, for teaching and, and education, like flipping the classroom when you actually look at pre-recorded uh, instruction videos uh, before the, the actual class, and then you get the, a, a chance in the classroom to to ask and interact with the with the with the teacher and your fellow students or peers and i think that's that's of course also an, a very interesting model for for a conference in the future which would flip everything on its head of course as well but i, I agree i <laughs> my biggest uh, the biggest benefit to me with going to these big 
in-person conferences has always been the meetings in between the sessions. So, but but of course, it takes it takes energizing sessions to to bring to build the the momentum or the the energy for people to want to meet in between. So, I mean, this is of course a something that we will see over the next few years as well. I guess changing probably to some some degree. But importantly, I've noticed that uh, during the, the the pandemic, that having online conferences or, or actually is brings a, 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 especially if you have a chat function, brings a, a, an extra democratic uh, angle to things because everybody's voices are equally heard in the chat and everybody can interact. And of course, as as a person living with challenging health conditions, I, I appreciate the, the way that you can save energy and time by attending conferences from the comfort of your own home. The things you talked about, more workshop, uh, I think that's a, a very good idea because then you do things together. Uh, it could be a patient and someone professional doing things together and that will train you when you are coming when you have got home and you are coming to the to the care for a meeting you are used to do things together with the professional in the care and it will help you in in the ordinary life afterwards so i think and i think this talk between different sessions will become something different if we do things together in the sessions. And uh, we can have better talks between, during the Swedish fika, as we say. We, we speak so much about um, how we want like the concept to change, how we want the conference to be in the future with like more workshops, more discussions, more co-production. Isn't it like we, that's what we want in total for everything related to healthcare, every improvement work that's done, everything, everywhere when we discuss things, we we want to um, come to a place where workshops, discussions and co-creation is like the new normal. That's what we want to create in everything. So when, um, I think when, when everyone working in healthcare every patient is um, well known or knows that that's how we do work we do it together then conference will have that like oh what's that in english uh, anda yeah that atmosphere yeah every conference in and place to discuss healthcare will have that atmosphere as well i believe so for me um, creating the atmosphere we need at this conference, it needs to it needs to appeal to a diverse group of people, doesn't it? Because the people that come along, if you invite them to a quality improvement event, tend to be in the UK. They tend to be white middle class women, um, and that's true of research as well. If you say, "Would you like to get involved in my research?" you don't get the people who we really need to be helping people from you know minority ethnic groups um, people from the lgbtq plus community people who are economically challenged who don't have houses or jobs 
So how can we make this conference diverse and involve the people that really need our help? Yeah, Alan. Uh, we're actually doing something very exciting about um, around that topic, um, or we're planning to at least. Um, we spoke about having like um, a camera or a, a person going around the city, just asking random people uh, topics that are being discussed at the conference and let them um, bring their voices in as well. And then we have some place at the conference area where we put those voices up um, to bring in I mean, yeah, just everyone, uh, just the person that our spokesperson meet at the street, their voice we bring into the conference. And that's a, a really great step, I think. I really hope we are able to do that. Well, I, 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 I listened to a conversation, a, a presentation last week from a, a, a professor of, of co, co-production, co-creation from, from the U.S., and she talked about how how the wordings that are used that's used in in these contexts is very important. So you mentioned people w- without houses, uh, or without homeless people is a term that's used in the U.S. But when you talk to these people themselves, they they prefer the ter- term unhoused. So I mean, words are very important to what to our mindset and the way the way we speak sort of also reflects on the way we think and and i i <laughs> i invented a new swedish word a couple of years ago uh because i saw a lot of similarities between what patients and family caregivers are doing to help themselves or their, their loved one and what what you see in 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 research around design and technology called lead users they innovate on their own needs and 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 they they are very much benefiting from from what they what they do in, in innovate services or, or products or other other things so i looked at what's what's the swedish word for for lead user and the swedish word was Spetsanvändare, and then I exchanged användare, which is user, for patient, which is patient, and, and the word spetspatient was born. Because, and that has actually shown to be, been shown to empower pa- patients or people living with chronic conditions who can say, I'm not just a patient, I'm a spetspatient. And, and so, so, and that has actually changed the way both patients and family caregivers see themselves as well as how healthcare views them and, 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 and acknowledges them. In, in 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 their in their line of work as well. Uh, that's what I'm told. I, of course, <laughs> I'm a bit biased, but that's what I'm told. That people people are 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 feeling that they are more heard from in in contexts of both in, in the healthcare encounter, but also in sort of on systems level and and how how they are regarded by, by the people they meet in different meetings and conferences, as well as in their own healthcare encounters. What Sarah speaks about is also something we would like to like highlight at this conference, that no one is just a patient, because we are professionals at receiving healthcare. We're like, professionals, professional experienced persons is what we are. We're not just the patients. So that's something we hope everyone attending the Gothenburg event will bring with them uh, home. And of course, there is, there is a lot of people working in healthcare who are also managing chronic conditions. But for some reason, they are not open about it. 
And that stigma, because I think there's stigma in here and power balance as well, is something I'm I'm intrigued by and that I'm I'm, I'm currently doing some attempt at, at, at researching uh, formally as well, uh, because why, why are they feeling they can't be open about their own patient experiences? I think it would make healthcare more human environment, more, more, uh, more inclusive environment if, if more people were, had the courage, had the, had the inclination to actually be open with their own patient experiences in a, in a, in a, in a, in a constructive way. Thank you.